0: Welcome down to this week's episode of Paddy Talks Golf. It's episode 95. We're like five away from a centenary. So thank you all for pressing play each and every week. And if you're new here, uh, considering listening to past shows, consider, do you subscribe on podcasts these days or follow it or track it or just download it, okay? Um, as ever, it's presented by Seed Golf Balls. That's www. The uh, dot Try them today Premium quality products Not just golf pods up there uh, At half the price It's an absolute no brainer Sure why wouldn't you And on practice greens and shipping greens All around the country I'm meeting more and more people with seed golf ball, so it's fantastic. It's a great brand, it's a great Irish brand, and they ship internationally. So, to the listeners in Dubai, to the listeners in Australia, to that one listener in Slovakia, uh, you can get seed golf ball. So, try them out today. Extra products include uh, well, bags are coming stand bags and staff bags, not staff bags, stand bags and Sunday bags are coming, and um, and the practice ones to bring down the range. Uh, or the practice areas which you uh, Rather than a plastic bag Or an old Aldi bag for life Or one of them They're all coming And yes The best Potting mat I've ever used Ever used uh, and I've used quite a few uh, Is the seed one Good and thick You roll it out first time It doesn't warp um, Keeps its shape real nice And actually the The bag it comes in Like it's really easy to store You can roll it up Put it in Bring it out a couple weeks later And it still rolls flat Right, you don't have to put like the weights, the, the dumbbells you don't use on it for a couple of days for to stay flat. So, yeah, positively, the best. Uh, the plug is done, right? Just go get yourself a seed golf pudding mat, especially for winter, or maybe uh bite for yourself for Christmas, or, or you know, leave enough uh, tips or hints for Santa uh, to get you one. Uh, this week's podcast. Um, It stemmed from, really, conversations I've been watching. So that's what you say, watching conversations on Twitter, Instagram, um, around the world handicapping system, the WHS, that uh, was rolled out in Ireland for Irish golfers and UK golfers uh, last year. Uh, There's been quite the debate out, is it a broken system? Does it support those minority of golfers who... Well, manipulate their handicap so that they can win the prizes, essentially. Uh, and team prizes, you know, national competitions, it's an issue. It's a cultural issue. Um, but yeah, does the system help those people? Um, does it stop the the avid golfer, the golfer who wants to get better, wants to play off scratch, the elite golfer? Is it restricting those people um, from qualifying from competitions because... The bandits. It's it like this. The bandits are getting in, or the bandits are, are winning the competitions. And, and why play if you play off like nine or ten or less? Um, it's frustrating. So we, we'll get into that today. More so, relaying the conversations I've been partaking in, uh, and I also have facts, 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 facts. From Golf Ireland. Uh, so yeah, readily available information from their website. Uh, so rather than quibbing and giving out, let, let's go to the information. It's all there. It's all there. Uh, so maybe your handicap secretary doesn't know, your handicap committee doesn't know. that That's come up in the in the feeds that people just simply don't know uh, about that handicaps can be addressed. And it's all about the etiquette of the game, folks. That's what I'm bringing it back to. So um, that's what the chat about is today. Um, and it's not a one and be all if, if we want to come on if a handicapped secretary wants to come on and have a chat about WHS or if someone from Gulf Ireland, Gulf Ireland wants to come on or if someone who someone who doesn't like WHS and someone who does like WHS let's have the chat okay roll it there collect listen we talking about practice George Raleigh told us the production line was We are rolling. We are rolling. Um, no, I'm not singing along to the beat that's there. I just said I'd throw on some nice, relaxing music. So it's not just you in your car, or on your walk, or with your kids, or cooking, or maybe at the driving range listening to me, that you can maybe focus on the music if you're not too interested in the WHS system. The World Heineken System... Came into effect last year in Ireland in the UK. Uh, I think the UK had it a couple of weeks before us, but for Ireland it was from the 2nd of November and it replaced the Congo system. It actually unified six different handicapping systems into one system. And at the time it kind of fell under a couple of bullet points to enable golfers of different abilities to play and compete on a fair and equal basis. So that's kind of like what the handicap system was beforehand, so nothing new there. Uh, it was meant to be easy to understand and implement without sacrificing accuracy. Interesting. And meet the varied needs and expectations of golfers, golf clubs and golf authorities all around the world and be adaptable to suit all golfing cultures. Now, I see the big value in that is if you go to America, if Americans come to Ireland or if you go anywhere in the world or if anyone in the world comes here, they know what they're going to play off, um, especially for competitions, uh, amateur events, etc. on the elite side. Um, after the transition to the, to the WHS, all handicap index calculations would be consistent for all players, making the handicap index, yeah, directly comparable to all other players around the world. Like I know, um, growing up in the shoot for Americans, they'd say they were a five when really... Probably a ten, um, in terms of ability-wise. But like if you met a scratch golfer, they were damn good. It I always found that someone coming over, no matter where they were coming from, but definitely in America, because that's the kind of system we have now, a mid handicapper could be awesome. Like if they had a good day, if if we dropped enough mulligans, or they could be absolutely dire, you know, and that's the fluctuation of of that. ...level of handicap is... ...15, 16, up to 20... ...you could be off 10 some days... Uh, ...or you could be off 35... ...on others... Um, ...if your anti-coordination... ...wasn't in. So yeah, for, for Ireland... ...the new system was to... ...or for UK and Ireland... ...was flexibility and of play... ...allowing both competitive... ...and recreational rounds... ...recreational rounds to count... Um, ...so yeah, casual play... Um, ...but there was a minimum number of scores... ...needed to obtain your new handicap... Um. so, yeah, a consistent handicap would then be portable from course to course, country to country around the slope rating system. So that's something I think might be a recommendation around the podcast is around course ratings, that some are actually easier than they should be and some are harder than they should be. But look, at um, you can't be, well, can you be perfect? Maybe a system can be perfect. At the time last year, the, the average calculator of a handicap, well, it's, it's. It's, it's correct as of present now, but it was new back then, was to take, the, your handicap was basically to take the best eight scores out of the last 20, and I think went back like three years and, and factored in memory of demonstrated ability for better responsiveness and control of your handicap that was the basis of the handicap system uh, and the calculation considers the impact that of abnormal course and weather conditions might have on a player's performance issues. so that that's kind of the same as Kangu, you know like and um, the, the standard scratch or css or competition scratch the competition stroke never really knew what that stood for but css and you'd course scratch and competition scratch yeah um so, yeah, there was a new handicap number of 54, regardless of gender. So that was really to encourage more golfers to measure and track their performance, not to enable more golfers like to have massively high handicaps and, and be winning all around them. Um, but it's gonna awry in some places for some people in some clubs, right? So let's take to the the questions I posted on Twitter at Paddy Talks Golf and we had a good response for it so I I asked look and and part of this was for me to learn myself as well uh, about the WHS because like I have 18 cards counting and I just wanted to see like other people's experiences so I was asking uh, WH questions for for everybody else out there so for hope, like I know that some of the listeners here that you answered me as well so uh, I asked how many cards have you got in how many are counting so that was really applicable if you'd less than 20 rounds in and what's your current handicap and like how did you find the WH system so Warren has 21 cards in so he's eight counting 1.6 handicap Warren serious player Noel Crowe uh, 11 cards in um eight counting so that's inaccurate because if you've 11 cards in you won't have eight counting um so N- not Noel's fault But again Communication Of, of how the system works His handicap is 10.2 So I would see Noel Depending on the next nine scores That could go up two shots Or down 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 through a three, or three. Uh, Brian Tobin 19 cards Seven counting See that's accurate um, So one more card in And, and he'll have eight counting uh, Handicap is currently 7.9 He only rejoined the club This year 2021 And his initial handicap for three rounds Was plus three So So three good rounds Brian Uh, but I think it only counts one of those you know are the only three cards in Um, but yeah now that you've 20 cards in I'd say that 7.9 is much more accurate and consistent of your play of your standard John Madden 21 cards in so yes has the eight counting 10.9 so these are all just decent handicaps folks Uh, Mr. Wimbles Jr great name 18 cards in 2021 is eight counting because it does go back to previous years but yeah, um sorry, obviously has more cards in twenty twenty only would need two to have the eight counting and in handicap is three point five. Um so yeah, some some serious players here. Jack Watch, uh, more of an opinion. Um didn't give me his cards, I don't think. Uh, no, the WHS for Jack Watch is brilliant for regular golfers who play week in and week out. as the handicap it gives you is a fair reflection of the golf you are playing at that time. However, for members who play five to six times a year, this is where it gets complicated. Yes, I would agree, Jack. Um, Jack would mean a rush to scrap it. Well, there's no scrapping it. It's here and it's here to stay. But there's news on that later um, in terms of ongoing adjustments and innovations Uh, but the jack continues the people who are complaining about their handicaps fluctuating up and down is because they don't have 20 scores in i agree jack Uh, once everyone has their 20 in then we can really see the benefits from it and i thoroughly agree with you there Uh, more so because i didn't have i think last year i had like nine cards in total not counting nine so like it was only counting one or two so i was off like or something uh, by the time I had 11 or 12 in 14 rounds in I think like four or five Are then counting I went up to about six and now that i have 19 in I think or 18 in I'm 4.6 so like a shot better than I was Kangu wise because the course rating brings me 4.6 up to like a six I played off seven beforehand so you'll get there in the end but yeah it's all about consistency but people can only play a couple times a year like how consistent are you as a golfer anyway so you know, apples and pears. Um, John Fitzgibbon, 42 cards in since July 2019. Jays, that's a lot of golf. So obviously is eight counting and plays off plus one. I'd love to know what you work as, John, um, and how much family time you get. That's a phenomenal, amount of golf. And then we move to Jack Kane, 86 cards in 2021. 86 cards. So I can only... Is that all competitions, Jack? Uh, So obviously, eight counting. Index 2.7. So serious golfer as well. Level of consistency. And he thinks this system defo balances out. Uh, That's his words, defo. Whenever you get playing often. But a few dodge rounds in a row and you can find yourself skyrocketing it up. And like, isn't that the point? You know? That if you're playing badly, your good scores drop off the scale of your last 20 and you get some back. Therefore, your handicap reflects your ability. Uh, and when you start playing well again, those better scores then count and your handicap comes down. So if anything, that's a lot faster than the old method. So like you'd have to, I'd have to be like six better to come down 0.4 or something or 0.3, you know. So I could shoot level par and I'd be the same handicap the next week if I didn't hit the the brackets of the 0.5s uh, between shots, you know. And, and not, not just me, but that's for everyone. So if you think of how dynamic the WHS, WHS... I can't talk. And if you think about how dynamic the WHS system is, um, it is a truer reflection compared to the Congo system, how it went up and down. But you can go up faster with WHS. And I think that's where people are looking at certain elements in their golf club, elements in terms of the people. And in, in some instances, one or two golf clubs... In the country, uh, but we'll continue with the QA on, on Twitter if you do go because it's everyone has generalizing opinions and some are different. Killian Hawk has 13 cards in, eight counting, but um, yeah, that's not right because like only like three or four of them will count if you 13. His handicap went from 20.6 to 21.8. He was 16 in the old system, club got a course rating of 64.8, so he struggled to get it down and 95 in most courses was worth more than an 82, 83 in his course. So, yeah. That's the course. He's been in the course rating. I would say get seven more cards in and play a bit better. <laughs> and you'll probably be off your, off your own handicap, your old one of 16. Uh, Brian Walsh, 22, 22 cards in 2021. So, yeah, playing off six. Um, yeah. So, like, that's some good golf. But, again, like, it's consistency. And he posted some screenshots as well. Um, So, yeah, consistent. You can see, like, when he was a seven-shot worse, it showed where his index should be that day, but he didn't. So, like, he shot a 74, so his handicap... So, should it, like, equivalent to a three handicap, which moved his index to 9.6. But then, like, three... Two weeks later, shot an 88, so it should be off at 12. But it moved his handicap to, to 8 or something. So, yeah, it's much more accurate in reflection of his performance. Results-based industry, folks. Uh, Morgan O'Malley, 15 cards in. 5 then count, 23.3. Mick De La, De La Huntie, 37 cards in. Jeez, a lot of people play a lot more golf than I do. Um, <laughs> he's 8 cards counting at 4.9. So, yeah, people call him the the, the bandit. A uh, couple of comments there. Uh, El Della Bandito. Um, but like he's 4.9 because he's playing loads. He's not 4.9 because he's not playing loads. So if he was 4.9 and not playing loads, I'd be saying you are a bit of a bandit. You know, are you keeping your handicap high at (laughs) 4.9? Um, Mike, my, my mate, Mike Carroll fit for golf in the States weighed in because he's under the American system. So he's like 120 cards in 120 cards and I know he's on a pursuit to get to scratch. He's at scratch now. Um, he said all of them count. <laughs> he's at plus point two So I asked him, do all of them count in the States? Is it different over there? We we count eight of the last 20. But yeah, he's entered all of his 120 rounds as cards on the system. And it's the same, best eight of 20. And that's the difference. Uh, Mike has chosen to enter all of his cards into the system. I'm sure not all of those competition rounds so maybe casual but he's entering them all um, to present the best reflection of handicap for him um because he's confident that he's going to go out and shoot low scores and so wants him to count because he's on a journey to get to scratch right if you turn that on his head if someone is on a journey to get from 10 to 20 that can also be done with casual rounds um but again that calls into massively the the etiquette of of the game um, Mike goes on handicaps aren't designed to reflect players average they're to reflect their ability on a good day and that's it folks like golfers less than half the time should be playing to their actual handicap so if your WHS is 5 the course rating might bring it to 6 or 7 that's you on a good day um, not every day um, so yeah that's it, we got, got on to more, Barrakeen had exactly 20 cards in, Dory HS has in the 12.3, um, yeah, and had a really bad day out the next time, um, Kyle has 23 cards in, eight counting, yeah, handicap 1.4, says it's a farce of his system, um, and I says, what, what do you think your handicap should be, and he was like, well, my handicap would be a true reflection of his golf, so I don't know how, it's in a farce of the system, my friend, um, yeah but he says it's fast if you wanted to build a handicap getting three shots back in a short sense of time is very achievable um, and that's it so the mainstay of people are like I've my cards in i would 20 or more it makes sense um, it's more consistent um, and anyone with like less than 20 scores it does fluctuate up and down then it takes into account the minority I've got to address the minority and I think Players, us golfers and golf clubs and handicap committees and handicap secretaries within them have to address the cultural the culture of the game in your club and specifically the minority of people who are going to try and build that handicap with casual rounds. So you have in your power handicap committees to audit people's handicaps. And take a look at their competition scores, their casual scores. If the competition score is 50 points and then the next 10 casual scores is 15 points, you can audit that person. And I would and I suggest it is done. And I suggest for clubs um, and for certain clubs winning national championships multiple years in a row. Um, Spanish Point, for example, and and there's another couple of clubs out there. Uh, I haven't done my homework, okay. I haven't checked because I don't want to call out individuals. I have no problem in mentioning a club. Um, in terms of did the same people win on on the as the Jimmy Bruin team w- were the same people involved on the winning teams three of the last five years. If that's the case, it's farcical. Um, I'm not going to check, but people can check, I suppose, if they want. Um, And if that's the case, that's a question of there's something etiquettely wrong in in, in that club. I'm not saying it it is Spanish Point. Maybe they are different people playing in the different teams, and then fair play to them. Um, But if it isn't, then it's on Golf Ireland. It's on a governing body to step in and, and, and do that handicap audit. And there is precedence. Look at Champions League. Look at soccer. Look at GAA. There is precedence of players after matches have been won and points been taken off those particular teams from feeling ineligible players. Um, so there's no need to think you're going to rock on the boat if you are a governing body or a handicap committee or a handicap secretary and you're looking at a player's handicap for an auditory purpose and you think it's been meddled with. You know, you think they're building a handicap um, they're manipulating the system so that they can uh, have a higher handicap to win big on the bigger days. Um, there is precedence there in other sports um, to take the win away or, or take the trophy away or take the national championship away based on that handicap audit. And there is an appeal system and all that kind of jazz, right? So let's get into some statistics. And I asked Golf Ireland, could they come on and chat about it? Not today, maybe in the future, but they did provide me with some, some statistics, statistics over the past year. I'm sorry, I said a baby brain, my child's a year and a half. they um, yeah, definitely said a baby brain, can't, can't talk too well uh, this evening. Okay, let's get into the stats. Since the launch of WHS, 2.3 million scores have been submitted on the island of Ireland. Competition scores account for 90% of those submitted. So general play, the casual rounds account for the remaining 10%. So that's a a statistic. Sorry folks, I can't pronounce that word. A statistic that I thought would have been way more of general play would account for, for the scores submitted. In terms of, I thought, based on the noise of all these people manipulating their scores. So I was like, how much, how much casual rounds are being tracked here? Um, so w- one in 10 rounds, which is quite minimal, actually. Um, 93% of scores submitted are at the weekend, and 85% of scores submitted on weekdays are competition scores. So that means 53% of all scores are submitted on the weekend. Okay, so it just means that there's loads of competitions around the country during the week as well. And that's not all casual golf. Half of the players, 54%, had less, has less than 20 scores in their record. And therefore do not yet have a fully developed handicap index. So that's the biggest statistic I've read so far. And I'll, I'll repeat it so you don't have to rewind on your device if it's in the, your back pocket um, or if you're driving the car. So, half of all golfers in Ireland, um, just over half, 54%, have less than 20 scores in their record. So, less than 20 scores, I think it goes back like three years uh, to get their eight counting ones, and therefore do not yet have a fully developed handicap index and I think the wording of that is really really important you do not have a fully developed handicap until you have 20 scores in and I think that's where a lot of the noise is coming from in terms of odds the system is a fast the system is crazy my handicaps going up and down get to 20 rounds it'll work itself out um, my, I'm saying that because my handicap has worked itself out. I've gotten a little better, and my, you know, I'm off five-ish compared to six-ish in pre-WHS um, times. Eleven uh, percent of male players have a handicap index above twenty-eight point four, so meaning eighty-nine percent have a handicap less than 28.4, while 35% of female players have a handicap above, a handicap index above 36.4. Okay? So, that would mean 65% are less than 36 on the female side. Um, but also, bear in mind, half of all players don't have a fully developed index. All right. That's some powerful statistics. Still can't talk. Um I will put all the links for both players and for clubs in the show notes below and they're all on Golf Ireland's website and so I'll be sure to share them Um, and there's a quick reference guide for players. There's a process for handicap queries so if you think your handicap is too low, or if you think your handicap is too high There's a process to query it There's an FAQ page And for clubs there's advice on handicap committees There's advice on rules for handicapping There's advice uh, and and contacts for you to call um, To contact your club handicap advisor They are there Okay you have support So if you're a volunteer And you don't have the time to audit Like 400 members Call the club handicap advisor Alright, um and yeah, like there was webinars, etc. And those webinars are going around for like, the communication of the WHS again as the calendar year finishes and as committees change over, uh, there is continuing enablement there. I do have some some quotes from Gough Ireland from the Chair of Handicapping uh, to cover some of the topical questions right now regarding WHS. So after a year of WHS being introduced uh what's the feedback been um and pauline goes on to say they definitely shouldn't underestimate the enormous task to transition from congo to whs was uh, and golf island has been dependent on the work of many volunteers and they are the, the forgotten few in all this doing trojan work in and they're my words um uh, to get the system where it is today um one aspect that, that people might know is the system is constantly being reviewed by the World Handicapping Authority and will continue to evolve. In terms of the positives to take from this last year of implementation, Feedback has suggested Feedback has suggested that in the main a WHS handicap index is more reflective of a player's ability uh, since it's an averaging system which represents your current playing ability. Uh, so you might yearn to play off five, but you're actually, if you're actually better as an ace, you you'll be an eight. Um, yeah, so players who were rarely seen winning prizes are now able to compete, thus increasing their enjoyment of the game. Golf Ireland have heard cries that the new system is difficult to understand or it has not been well thought out. Uh, The World Handicap Authority is led by the RNA and the USGA, have spent many years researching and consulting with various members of the golf community. And so while it changes, because this one was always going to take time to fully understand... um, the foundations of a robust handicap system are in place and the continued communications, learnings, trainings, um, initiatives, resources will continue. So we'll all figure it out, folks. Um, what? Okay, so so this was a topic in, in the Twitter feed and also on, on Instagram and, and also in the DMs, um, the DMs, uh, sliding into them DMs, was what should a club do if they're worried about significantly high scores winning competition. So we're talking about like um like a club. I got a screenshot of a of a club's um letter to to their membership. Um I won't name the club, alright, you know, because it's it's their information. But um they basically gave like a summary of of, of the year gone by in terms of who's won what, right? So here it is. And the average winning score of events in 2020 was 41 points. In 2021, 43. The highest winning score in 2021 was 47 points, 2020 being 45. Uh, so yeah, highest winning score this year 47, last year 45. So winning scores has increased under WHS. However, this club stipulates part of the increase may be explained by the more favourable weather this year. As evidenced by fewer increase in the CSS, the course standard scratch. I remembered it. Um, In terms of winners' handicaps, the average handicap, the median of competition winners in this club in 2020 was 12. This year, the average handicap was 17.5. In 2020, 10% of the competition winners had handicaps greater than 20. This year, 40% of winners had handicaps greater than 20. The lowest handicap to win a competition this year was six on two occasions. Um, I don't have the answers for that. This isn't my club. Um, A lot of new people have taken up the game in the last 18 months, so handicaps will be higher. Um, they won't have 20 scores in most likely they'll be in that 54% of less than 20 scores so they won't have a fully developed handicap index I was speaking to my own friends during the summer and it was like probably going to take 2-3 to years for this to bed in and for averages and people to get 20 rounds in Um, so yeah the the clubs noticed this was an email sent to all members so it's fantastic I think every club should do it to give visibility rather than have urban myths going around of Jimmy and Mary and whoever else and they're manipulating and blah 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 right uh, so i think it's a great way to give visibility into the scoring into the handicaps com- and compare it back uh, they went on to say although the whs there are more high handicap players than before uh, the average handicap of winners has increased quite a lot which suggests that the system has benefited benefited higher handicaps at the expense of lower ones now i don't the screenshot doesn't go any further there is more to that email uh, but i would concur you know, it is harder for a lower handicap winner, a lower handicap player, to win a stable for the competition. Uh, always is. Because, again, like, you're going, your handicap is you on a good day. It, it's you It's you playing well less than half the time would be is your handicap. So if you're a five, um, even to shoot 38 points, uh, like, less than half the time on a good day, is, is two better, you know. So to win a competition, if it was 43 or 44 points, you'd need to be one or two under par, even in congu times. Stroke play is our game, folks. If you're off a, if you're off a single handicap, stroke play is your friend. Um, but the other way um, to do it, and it is on Gulf Ireland's website, is you can have different categories for your stable for competitions. It does mean multiple prizes, um, I think. Um, It obviously would do, but that's the other way to make it maybe uh, more competitive across across the different handicap brackets, almost like your senior, junior, uh, intermediate, scratch cups, but for your save for competitions. Uh, But I think that's something that that I would love to see clubs do is embrace more formats. You know, give us stroke play more more than once a month more than more than the monthly medal um, I think golf clubs need to embrace both sides of their golf club um, and, and not just a men's club and a ladies club and I think there should be more mixed competitions on um, and I'm and And I'm saying this as like a blase overview broad statement i'm sh- I know there's clubs out there that do this. My own club um is fantastic for for a range of formats, but then there's another club I'm a member of, and they're not so great right um in fact, they're entirely separate um and there's like seven competitions a week all stable for women um for ladies. And there's two junior competitions, are Stableford, and there's like five men competitions, and they're all Stableford. So that's like 13, 14 competitions every week. Yeah, every week, all Stableford uh, with one stroke play event a month. Nothing mixed, no scrambles, no short course events um, during the summer, um, like nine holes nine and nine and dine scrambles formats four balls foursomes uh especially for all the new people coming to the game in the last year and a half two years they're all really fun formats to play and you don't have to be fantastic golfer to really have fun in those formats you can have four ball you you might be non-existent for 16 holes and show up on on two and and they're the two that matter and and that's what you celebrate at the end um but yeah that that's a that's a different story And with a different story, maybe we'll change the back and track. So if you've got this far, thank you very much. Uh, As I ramble on and we all learn a little bit more about the WHS and trying to put some fact to the stories and facts to the urban myths and golfer's experiences. Um, So like my focus group is in around 50 people. Um, Golf Ireland's focus group is in around 10,000 people from the surveys they have done of the 200,000 plus golfers in this country. Um, I'm going to go back to those um, questions that have been asked of Pauline Bailey in terms of the, um, uh, the, the topical questions on WHS. And one is, um, yeah, we're going to come back to the, those anomalies, that exceptional scoring of players. And do club committees need to be aware of those exceptional scores for all players? And yes, the answer is yes. Clubs should be aware of players who are scoring exceptionally. However, exceptional scores are built into the system. So this is something I didn't know. Um, So bandits, beware. (laughs) An exceptional score reduction an ESR is triggered if a player records a score more than seven strokes below their handicap index. So, uh, and there's more. So if if you do a score even better than that, so if a score between 7 and 9.9 shots below your index incurs an ESR of one full shot, while a score of 10 or more strokes below the handicap, and we've seen them. We've seen 45 points. We've seen 50 points. We've seen 55 points. Um, so yeah, a score of 10 or more strokes below the handicap innings would incur a, a two-shot reduction. Um, so that's way quicker than Kangu um, ever was. And the ESR is automatically applied to scores in a player's record. So there's no need for additional action for the handicap committee in these cases. Okay? So when a player comes in, and it's like so. Center scratch is thirty-six points, right? If you're stable so like forty-six points or more, bang, one full shot gone. Um, and if it's so, seven shots better is forty-five points above. Um, that's a full shot gone um so, so there we go so they've been chopped, and they should be chopped. so the same person and i've seen it on twitter or, or the story anyway i don't know if it's factually true um because it's noise right social media is not real social media is noise um it's a world of comparisons but um yeah people are talking about oh, this person is, is playing off 25 and they've won the the monthly medal by blitzing it like 50 points and then they come out and they win the Stableford the next weekend with 47 points um and their handicap isn't being changed right so dig into it you're able to see on the app like you're able to see uh their handicap index you can check and it's up to us the golfers to keep each other accountable if if i know someone's gaming the system like I'm going to whistle blow that shit, <laughs> right? And, and it has to be done. We have to call each other out because if you're giving out about it, do something about it. Um, yeah, general play is the next thing. So why is general play an important part of WHS, right? Gener- and um, this is Pauline's um, quote on that. Uh, Pauline Bale, who's chair of handicapping at Golf Ireland. So why is general play an important part of the system? And These aren't my questions. These are topical questions that we're all asking and these are the answers uh general play is an important aspect of the system because um the more scores on a player's record the better reflection is of their ability so it's to to get people to get that fully developed handicap index general play is also important for making the 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 game more accessible and allowing players more flexible opportunities to maintain a handicap and save out in the game there is an unknown untold amount of people Who have started the game the last two years and before it, I know players, friends of mine, who are playing golf ten years and they're still copiously uncomfortable uh, playing in a club competition and just want to play with their friends, but still want to have a handicap, still want to know like how they rate, and that's where this helps um that's who this that's who general play is for is to make it accessible so you can have a handicap and you can go and you can play anywhere you want and you have a valid handicap uh, because you can play casually and it's validated by a person on the app who's playing with you um that's part of the system and unless like you can't go home and do it and that's to validate, you have to be on site uh, to do it uh, geolocation and all that um so yeah ideally yes I'll continue with Pauline's and I'll stop on my tangent ideally a player's record should have a balanced mix of general play and competition scores I'll go off another tangent and we saw from the stats earlier on 90% of scores entered our competition rounds uh, back to Pauline um, they'd like to see all general play rounds recorded for handicap purses, purposes either through the club computer software or the golf Ireland app to date 95% of golfers have not yet submitted a general play score in Ireland. Ninety-five percent of golfers have not submitted a general play score in Ireland since the system was introduced. Um, mine's about half and half. Personally, I'm um, entirely fantastic. Um, Golf Ireland would encourage golfers to consider the format of general play as an option while continuing to play their club competitions. Um, yeah, there are course safeguards in place for general play as there are for competition scores. All general play scores must be pre-registered. Can't just decide afterwards and the score must be verified by a marker on the app or on the score and submitted into the pro shop. A player cannot decide in the third hole or the 18th hole that they're playing well and want to register the score for handicap purposes. Similarly, if a player is not playing well, they cannot then decide to disregard the score. Etiquette of the game. Etiquette. Um, accountability. Um, look to other people we idolize on tour who call rules on themselves. Rory pawdrick but then there is the minority patrick reed um next topical question if a club believes that the general play scores are being used by golfers to manipulate their handicaps can the club take action right you've asked let's give you the answers um according, so this is Pauline's answer according to the rules of handicapping general play is an authorized of play and must be facilitated by all clubs Clubs may, however, allocate designated tee times for competition time only, which would restrict the general play use. But it is really as a format, Golf would like to see embraced in order for the game to become more accessible. The underlying issue here is not with general play, but with players who try to circumvent the system to get an unfair advantage, either upwards or downwards. Yeah, upwards, like people getting downwards to play in, in top competitions or, or just to look good. Have a... I've the states have a have a show pony handicap. Uh, so, but ultimately, golf is a game of honor, and the player should act with integrity, honor. ...and integrity and etiquette of the game. Back to the quote. Handicap committees play a vital role in the successful administration of their members' handicaps... ...and if a player is found to be manipulating their handicap... ...this is it, folks. The committee has the option to apply penalty scores... ...reset the handicap index and consider disciplinary procedures... ...or withdraw a handicap index for an agreed period. And there are relevant processes and procedures for that. And additionally, a member who attests to inaccurate scores is equally culpable and risks losing their handicap if they are caught. Okay, I'm going to read that again. (laughs) Handicap committees play a vital role in the successful administration of their members' handicaps. If a player is found to be manipulating their handicap, the committee, the handicap committee in your club has the option to apply penalty scores, has the power to reset a handicap index, has the power to consider disciplinary procedures, or has the power to withdraw a handicap index altogether for an agreed period of time, suspension. Um, And additionally, that member who attests to an inaccurate score is equally culpable and risks losing their handicap if they're caught. So I know someone um, in the Congo era... Who was seen manipulating their score, wrote down a four instead of a five, and had a track history. Um, we nicknamed we nicknamed him Crayola. You know, very poor nickname of choice. It should have been HB or something because like he has an eraser at the top of all his pencils. Um, and he was suspended. He was called in. I was called in to attest that. You know, well, did you know he wrote down a four instead of a five? And I said, like, No, I wasn't marking his card. It, I honestly can't remember it was last week but, I, but you know I was part of the audit because I was playing with him that day and he was suspended his handicap was suspended for two years um, Mr. Crayola so yeah the, the, the committees have the power so if you're on a committee and you don't have the power hit the link in the show notes hit the link um, uh, you, the link will be on the website as well on PaddyTalesGolf.com uh, just go to Golf Ireland or ring your handicap advisor um, yeah Back back to the questions. Can can categories be used in competitions to facilitate fairness in terms of prize winning? So can categories? I've alluded to this already. So can categories be used in competitions to facilitate fairness in terms of prize winning? And yes, the committee, so the competitions committee or the committee in charge of competition, can set a maximum maximum handicap index or playing handicap in their terms of competition. Um, Golf Ireland does strongly recommend that. Clubs ensure that there's enough acceptable score competitions for all players of all abilities, particularly those that are new to the game and all membership categories, right? Uh, and that will ensure that all members' handicap indexes are adjusted to reflect their current playing ability. So yes, you can put a cap, um, but just make sure in your club that there is enough competitions for everyone. And you can set out, I've seen it done in clubs, um, you can segregate, you can basically run one stable for competition, but for handicap brackets so it's in effect like four um uh, competitions that day and um, that's loads of information right i've learned loads just by digging into this for a week in terms of how whs works i'm going to finish the podcast with letting you know how many scores you have to how many cards in and the applicable scores to count all right are you ready Get your notepads out. So given uh, over 54% of golfers don't have 20 cards in, let's start with fewer than 20 scores. So this is how your handicap is calculated based on the number of score differentials you have, so the amount of score you've in. So if you have three cards in, it's your lowest one, and they may adjust that by minus two. If you have four cards in, it's your lowest one, and they may adjust that by minus one if it's five cards it's still your lowest one no adjustment if you've six cards in it then it jumps into your lowest two and they might adjust that by minus a shot depending on you know if they're all low or super high Uh, if you've seven or eight cards it's your lowest two 9 to 11 cards, your lowest 3. 12 to 14 cards, your lowest 4. 15 to 16 cards, your lowest 5. 17 or 18 cards, that's me, it's taking to count my lowest 6. 19 cards, your lowest 7. And 20 cards, your lowest 8. All right, so if you're 20, 20 scores in, um, how do they figure out which 8 will count, if there's a couple close by? How uh, is the average of the lowest eight. Uh, of the most recent twenty scores, uh, and that include any exceptional scores for committee review and round to the nearest tenth right you don't have to be um, Albert Einstein and um, there's a calculator to do all this um, they compute the difference between the average of the lowest eight and the low handicap index. If that difference is greater than three, a soft cap calculation is applied uh, and there's an index for that, yeah. There's an index for that. Uh, and if the score differential is greater than five, it goes to a hard cap, right? There's a plus handicap index. So when the 20 score differential is in a player's scoring record and the handicap index calculates as a negative figure, this represents a plus handicap index. So we're talking about all you elite players out there. Uh, so when a player's initial handicap index calculates at the lower end of the handicap range for both men and women, the handicap committee must follow any procedures established um, by the authorized association before issuing a handicap index. So if you're an elite player, you're going to another level. Maximum handicap. So a maximum handicap index of a player is 54. All right. Um, If your handicap is 54 after 20 rounds of golf, please, please, please report to your local PGA pro for some lessons. All right. Um, I don't need to go any deeper than that. There is the whole areas of of course ratings. Um, That might be a different podcast Um, because that's an area I would love to know how do they rate everywhere? Was it? Yeah, just how did they do it? Um, And is it respective of that course difficulty level? Um, But yeah, I've learned loads about WHS, from speaking to you all on, on the interwebs, on the social medias, and in person. Um, so I feel more, I, I feel definitely more educated around the World Handicap System, and I do believe in it, okay? I am a believer uh, in the WHS. you just got to get to those 20 scores, okay? And committees and handicap secretaries have the power uh, to address the minority of those manipulating or possibly manip- manipulating scores, okay? For the couple of clubs out there who there is an urban myth around your handicap committee's etiquette of the game, um, you know who you are. Until we teed up again soon, folks. I'm Paddy. Enjoy your Saturday. Next week, we start into the podcast with the great people, the GMs, the PGA pros, the director of golfs, um, the greenkeepers, etc. from my golf trip, uh, my own Discover Northern Ireland trip, and on to Ballyliffin in August, uh, and I can't wait for you to hear them. Uh, there's some great stories of people's careers and how they find found their place um, in those gorgeous places uh, uh, on the northern coastline. Okay, I love you and leave you. Until we teed up again soon, I'm Paddy. <laughs>